to my favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gudikin sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Trista's height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. And we're live from National Harbor, an hour and 15 minutes away from kickoff. We got ourselves a double header tonight on Monday Night Football, which I, for one, wish we had every single week. Because if you have one bad game, you can maybe have a game that's good. You get a better shot at having that. Tune out. I know. I would much rather have that. But that's not the case. That's what makes this special tonight, guys. I love it. Do you love it? Do you like the doubleheader? Yes. I don't. I wish it was staggered. Yeah, same. same. I wish it was a game starting at 720 mm-hmm. and then a game starting at 9. Yep. I wish that my team played yesterday so I could sit on the couch and enjoy them in <laughs> peace, to be quite honest with you. But sure, doubleheader, uh, I'm all for it, I guess. But yeah, why not put like one at 6 p.m.? And then the next kickoff around like eight thirty. Yeah, but if I you like did a, if you did a six p.m. kickoff, the West Coast is dealing with that at three on a Monday. Yeah, see, I like the way that they used to it. do it. Remember, week one you would get like the early kickoff, and then you would get the late kickoff. Yes. The game would always be on the West Coast. Yep. It, it would usually be the terrible game. It would be like Arizona. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'd be all for that. We could hang around the casino until about two a.m., three a.m. Maybe play a little poker upstairs here at the beautiful MGM National Harbor, my favorite casino ever. I want to get my bets in and then just watch the game. And so the game should start at, instead of 8, 18 or whatever it is, mm-hmm. 8, 12, mm-hmm. 12. Yeah. I would like it to start at 722. Yeah, 722 on the 722. On the get dot. our bets in. Get a break in. Make sure we get our last second stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe go to the window, et cetera, et cetera. And then start. Let's go, baby. Let's get this game rolling. Yeah. Well, you, you, but you know how this goes. You know, it's kind of nice because then we could add our extra bets. Like, we'll That's talk true. with Brad, and then right. you know, maybe you're going to want to add something, maybe a rushing prop. Mm-hmm. It's going to be kind of a light night. I had a really good weekend. Shout out to Jaden Daniels, Heisman winner. Um, oh, man. So rich right now. It's a beautiful <laughs> thing. And uh, shout out to the Dallas Cowboys. Also, shout out to the Chicago Bears who won that game outright. Jared Goff on the road, the gift that keeps giving. Shout out to the Buffalo Bills. Shout, shout out, out to Kadarius Tony. Yeah. There you for go. For lining up in the Bills secondary. <laughs> shout out to Patrick Mahomes. I understand him being angry, but I'd be angry at Tony. I'd be angry at Matt Nagy because what's he doing with that offense? Might even be mad at Spags right now. Uh, the Chiefs might be in big trouble, guys, but it was a good weekend. And uh, I'm going to take half of those earnings tonight. We're going to back the New York Giants. We took them wow. early in the week at 7. It's down to 5.5, so I bought it up to 6. Dexter Lawrence is active. That's huge for, for this game. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got the Giants. They're coming off the bye. You have the Packers. We're on the look-ahead. This was a 2.5-point spread. Now we're all the way out to 6, down to 5.5. But, I mean, Green Bay, I like them in the underdog role like we did against Kansas City. They were 6-point dogs. Now we're asking them to win and win by margin on the road. Um, and they're all beat up. Aaron Jones isn't going to go in this game. Christian Watson can't go in this game. Jair Alexander's still out in that secondary. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what Tommy DeVito could do for the Giants. But Did I you see what he's wearing walking in? Have you guys seen the yeah, outfit? Yeah, I saw the red half-zip Patagonia. This is, like, this is a guy that's ready to get some cutlets and win a football game. i tell you Tommy what, it, it did make me a little concerned. Yeah. I do like the Giants as well, uh, plus six. I haven't yeah. bet it yet. I probably am going to just go to the window, put a little cold, hard cash on it. But then I, And then I see that little fleece half-zip thing, and mm-hmm. I say, I don't know I about know. Tom Tommy DeVito. Do you ride that wave or do you go the other way and say that outfit's terrible? No. He's going to be horrible. No, in this if game. you walk in, remember like what Joe Burrow was wearing the Super Bowl. I mean, he still wears crazy stuff. Yeah. But 
Remember how he dressed? Now, granted, they lost that Super Bowl to the Rams, but they did cover the number. They did. Remember how he walked in? I mean, Tommy DeVito right now is playing with house money. Um, he's got all the confidence in the world. And if he stinks, we get a couple interceptions in this game. It's probably going to be a short leash, I would figure, because Tyrod Taylor is obviously clearly like the better quarterback, the better option, and now he's healthy. I think some people were a little bit surprised that they're not going to go to him. But right now, I mean, and Brian Dable talked about this at practice all week. You heard a couple members of the offensive line talk about the same thing. Right now, um, they're playing with some confidence because of Tommy DeVito, believe it or not, which is crazy because he, yeah. I thought he was going to be the worst starting quarterback ever to play in the league. Um, turns out that might not be the case. We'll probably see many, many, many quarterbacks that are worse, like uh, Aiden O'Connell yesterday. I just saw a photo on Twitter uh, X of him and his agent. And his agent literally looks oh like a my. cartoon character, like from. Who is it? Christopher Moltisanti? He like, he's like, ah, see, ah, Tommy DeVito. He's got, yeah, I mean, the hat, the hat that he's got on and the pinstripe it, black suit yeah. with a black. The pinstripe and the hat. He's making some calls, crooked. getting some deals. He's like, ah, Tommy DeVito for a <laughs> meatball endorsement. See, he's got to cash in right now because now. next year yes. he might not even now. be in the league or he'll be a backup quarterback. Maybe he's in, like, the XFL, uh, USFL merger, but now is the time to cash in. It's like if I'm a running back in college, like if I'm, like, Rocket Sanders or some of these guys, right, sure, you could go to the National Football League and make a million, two million dollars, but your career is probably going to be, like, three, four years, the average running back. Uh, you know, timeline right now. Now with NIL money, I, I would just stay all four years. Yeah, yep. yeah, just stay, just go back. You can make yourself like two million dollars. And if I'm Tommy DeVito right now, uh, I'm playing with house money, and I'm Why not? in those checks. Ride baby. the ride the wave. Then we got Titans Dolphins also two kicking off. That's oh, the yeah. ESPN one at eight fifteen Eastern in oh. a game where. Oh, right. So we're gonna have some, yeah. we're gonna have a soundtrack the entire time here. I'm in it. I'm I, into it. Actually, the face Scott's making right now. Yeah. I, I mean, there's a speaker right above our head. Yeah. At least it'll be a game later, so we'll have the play-by-play, -play, which can't stop us from having the play-by-play. -play. Is he rocking the white the speakers boy underbite? I hope we get the uh, – <laughs> my request would be the Packers game on audio because, guys, this Dolphins-Titans oh, yeah, game, so the number's clearly too high, and it's come down a little bit, sure. right? Oh, yeah. Like 14 and a half, and maybe, maybe, maybe I hammer the Titans in this spot. I've been going back and forth with this one all day. Mm. I don't like betting against the Dolphins against these type of teams. Especially at home. Right. You know what I mean? Like the Dolphins, if it's the Chiefs or if it's the Bills, then I don't trust them. Like when they step up in class still. But when they play teams like the Titans, the only like what's the case that you make for Tennessee here? They run the ball. A lot. A, a lot. A lot. So That's all they do. We might yeah. as well just go if you if you like Tennessee to cover the number, you might as well just look at the rushing props. But do you trust Derrick Henry who's dinged right now? Or are you no. gonna I think the, gonna un do? the under on Derrick Henry rushing yards is a way to go today. I took the under on I the Titans the team on total. Them. Did you? Mm -hmm. All right. 55 and a half. Show bet. It is low. Show bet. Oh, I didn't bet that. I said that's the direction oh, I would got go. It, got I it, did yeah. bet that under the Titans team total, though. I do like that. So, yeah, they're, they're, I mean, their offense is just, it's rough. The Dolphins' defense has been much better it has. since the, they got Jalen Ramsey. Oh, back. it's amazing the difference that one great corner can make. I mean, he's back to being Jags' Jalen yes. Ramsey, too. And that, it is, that defense has benefited tremendously because of it. Yeah, no, I, I think Derrick Henry and Ty J Spears are worth a little put-em-together parlay. If you like the Titans in any way, that's going to mm -hmm. be how they get it done. Uh, Ty J Spears looks like he's going to get more and more volume. He had 75 yards on, what, 16 carries yeah. last week against the Colts. Derrick Henry, if you think that's going to impact him, he still had over 100 yards rushing. You can actually get him. Derrick Henry's number is 55 and a half. Ty J. Spears' number is only 20 and a half. It's a low number. He's, Very low number. You mentioned all the touch. I mean, you're starting to speak. Like, you're seeing the dabbles of, yep. like, this guy's going to be our future. averaging five yards per carry. Yeah. At that number, that's 
that's a little bit more than four carries mm -hmm. for Tajay to hit that number. So I really like that. Obviously, the Tyreek Kill look at 100 yards and any time touchdown. Yeah, you know, I it's disgusting, yeah. too, because 100 yards for Tyreek and a touchdown, let's play a little game called Guess the Odds. <laughs> Parlay those two together, 100 yards Tyreek, uh -huh. any time touchdown, Both, what are the odds for I know that? neither is plus money, so I'm going to guess uh, plus 110. A little better than that, but not much. Okay. Yeah, minus 190 for him to score. Oh. Yeah. Offshore it's, it's at some awful. spots, it's like minus 220 right Plus now. Plus 130 for those two things to happen together. Yeah. I just absolutely hate that. You didn't do it? I, I did in something else that already busted. I'm thinking about maybe going to the well. I don't know, man. I mean, it's a lock. Yeah. It's, like, it's a lock. It's yeah. an automatic unless he gets injured. We know he's going to get force-fed. Tua loves him. Yeah, and I feel like, I mean, um, I mean, I know that he says, like, he doesn't care about the MVP, and if anything, Tua should win the MVP, but I think they want to get it to him. I mean, it's not going to happen. Most likely it's going to end up being Dak or Brock Purdy or my guy Lamar Jackson, which kind of sucks that they win off that punt return, even though it was, it was exciting as hell for Baltimore yesterday because the throw that Lamar made, um, man, I thought – I thought maybe, maybe we're getting in the conversation here, but Brock Purdy's numbers are ridiculous, and, and Dak is playing out of his mind right now. But going back to this game, a couple things that I like. Um, Devin Achan, I'm going to go anytime touchdown, minus 105. I know everybody likes that. the Mostert yeah. look. I I'm did gonna, take Mostert. So. I'm going to go with him. As well. And then I got a couple more. All right, so um, rushing yards, over four and a half for Will Levis. Will Levis hasn't been very good. Like, he could hit an explosive yep. pass down the field. He's got a rocket for an arm, but he's not – He's not very accurate, right? So he's kind of been a mess. The down-to-down -down stuff, the standard down passing hasn't been very good. I think he's going to use his legs tonight, though. So over four and a half rushing yards for Levis. That's such a small number, too. It is. And then I'm going to I'm gonna tell you guys kind of with the Spears props, but I'm going to go over two and a half receptions. It's even money. It's actually minus 135 to the under, which is a little bit scary here. But they have to get him involved in the offense. Derrick Henry got dinged. Um, I don't know if he's going to be 100% for this game. They're most likely going to have to get him involved. I worry blowout factor, though. You know, that's the only way that maybe his carries are limited and they go away from the run. So then if they're going to throw the ball, you're thinking Will Levis is going to take some easy stuff underneath, some checkdowns. So I'm going to go with Spears over two and a half receptions and then Will Levis over four and a half rushing yards. Uh, and I could always be talked into more, but I don't know. I was waiting to see if we could get to 14 and a half with the Titans. I, just, I hate this matchup, you know, and, and mm -hmm. Miami's not a team I really like betting against because they could literally hang 60 points yes. whenever they want. Yeah. You know, yeah. in Tennessee, if I'm betting on them, it's, oh, does Mike Vrabel have a trick up his sleeve? And I don't know that he has. I mean, sure, he probably does. But with this team, this beat up roster, this defense isn't very good. Uh I don't know. So I'm going to wait and see where this number closes. But that's all I got so far. Yeah. I took A-Chan uh, anytime touchdown as well. Yeah. I took A-Chan, I want to say yards, into a parlay. I just want to make sure I have everything together. Um, because I put a lot of things back. I, we'll call it chasing, I guess you could call it. <laughs> some, uh, some call it chasing. Responsible chasing. call it responsible chasing. There you go. Uh, Devon Achan just been awesome, dude. Like, I love him as a as a back. Obviously, he's explosive and fast. I'm trying to find this at the same time because it didn't pull through. Uh, okay, so, nope, I don't know where it went. So, <laughs> Devon Achan, anytime touchdown. I also really like Tyreek, 100 yards, anytime touchdown. Yep. So, maybe you want to do that just so that you can boost the numbers up. Honestly. Oh, I like, I like. All right, do you guys want my Packer props? These have been pretty, pretty profitable. I got a couple, all right? So, yes. I think Tucker Craft is going to be involved in the offense uh, tonight. They're tight end. Uh, so I was looking at receiving yards, 29 and a half. I don't want to do that, um, so I'm going to stay away. But Tucker Craft, oh, geez, over two and a half receptions. Shop around. Right now mm -hmm. at BetMGM, it's now up to minus 175. Mm -hmm. I got that too. I love Tucker Craft tonight. Um, 
you know, I mean, they're beat up in the tight end room right now, and I don't think we're going to see a lot of Josiah DeGuara. So we'll roll with him. And then uh, I like Romeo Dobbs. I took Dobbs over three and a half receptions. It is minus 140, but I think he's going to be involved in the offense. No Christian Watson. I love yeah, Jaden Reed. Huge. He's priced the same way, but uh, I think this is a big Dobbs game. And then Jalen Hyatt. You could either go over two and a half receptions, even money. Uh, what I did was receiving yards. Over Same. 27 and a half is the number right now. Minus 110. It's actually minus 120 that to the under. moved a lot. Yeah, it was 25 and a half a couple yeah. days ago. I got it this morning at 26 and a half. I like that. And then one more look. Uh, rushing attempts. A.J. Dillon over 15 and a half. Yeah, he's going to get some carries today. Minus 135. But, I mean, no Aaron Jones in this game. Giants really struggle against the run. And then Jordan Love. Over two and a half rushing attempts. It's minus 150, but Green that. Bay's nearly a touchdown favorite in the game. I think we get at least two quarterback design runs. Mm -hmm. And then if they win the game, we'll get the rushing attempts with the knees. Uh, unless they bring in my guy Sean Clifford to do that for whatever reason. I know. So. I asked you as soon as you came in, I said, what do you think about Jordan Love rushing yards at ten and a half? And Ryan kind of likes it. So I've got that. I've got a little rushing prop. So it's, it's Jordan Love, ten and a half rushing yards. And then we've got... Derrick Henry, 55, Ty J. Spirit over 20 and a half. All those things together is plus 569. But, yeah, I like Jaden Reed tonight. Yep. I thought about his yards, and then I decided I was going to just take his receptions instead. Uh, and his receptions, I got it at four. So I got a little parlay. Jalen Hyatt over 26 and a half receiving yards. We know after a bye, your rookies start to get more mm -hmm. involved in the yeah. offense. He's a burner man. He had a, a – career high in terms of targets. He was the leading target guy last week against the Giants. I think that's only going to continue to get mm -hmm. bigger and bigger. Tucker Craft, we know how much uh, Green Bay fans like him. Three receptions for him. Saquon Barkley, three receptions. That's actually a lower number. I think his minus 110 number is three and a half. I mean, he's just the guy that you have as the dump-off king for right. uh, Tommy DeVito. Jaden Reed, four receptions. And Saquon Barkley, anytime touchdown, plus 1,200. Ooh, I like that a lot. We're definitely on some Saquon's similar ones. The eat. Saquon, I love the Saquon one too. Anytime I thought about doing rushing plus receiving, too. but I just went with just the receiving yards. Like, I like I that. Think, was it eighteen and a half? Oh, uh, rushing and receiving for no, Saquon? no, receiving yards only. Uh the receiving yards for Saquon. I actually have it up right now. I don't now. know what it was. You had it. Up. Wasn't yeah, it like, it was like it. twenty-six or something? It's uh, wasn't it? twenty-six Ooh, or seventeen. Seventeen and a half. That's I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I actually took Saquon over three and a half receptions plus money. I like some alts with him. Mm -hmm. Green Bay struggles still to defend the run, uh, yes. you know, outside the top 25 DVOA. They're pretty good against the pass. They're top 15 against the pass. Uh, but they struggle against running backs and opposing tight ends. But the Giants' tight ends right now are really beat up. And do I really want to do anything with no. da Daniel Bellinger? Maybe I do, though. No. Maybe I want to do Daniel Bellinger first touchdown and just get weird Don't tonight. Don't do it. I had a good weekend. Should I give Don't some give back some to BetMGM? <laughs> I should give some Don't back to give some of my other back. books so they allow me to continue to play. It was a I still day. haven't gloated, but, like, I didn't believe in my Cowboys. Yeah. And they, they were so good, I, I fell asleep in the game. No, you thought the Eagles would cover. You did think you the Eagles did. would cover. You, you and I both bet the Eagles plus I three and a half. I got the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl. So, I mean, Eagles, Schmeagles covering. Cowboys are, Cowboys are not getting through the 49ers. Eagles crushed my four-leg parlay. I had Ravens. I had them in a teaser. That's what I did with them. Ravens, Ten and ten. Ravens first quarter. Uh, we had Seahawks plus 14. We had Bills plus seven and a half. And then this busted me. But go, All right. go Cowboys. Brad Evans up next. It's Ben MGM tonight. It's time for our hosting trifecta to take a break. We'll be right back with more on BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM, live from BetQL. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. What Washington did was super impressive on Friday. 
The third team was Texas, which I thought was a huge indicator of what they were going to do at four. And at four, they chose 12-1 Alabama, who just beat Georgia yesterday, who had lost to Texas in a head-to-head, over 13-0 undefeated conference champion Florida State. They have never in their history of doing this pick left out an undefeated conference champion. Never been done. And they made that decision today, and it sent a blaze around college football with the takes. People, yes, people were outraged, and I like to follow the outrage. So I also was like, yeah, this sucks. This is so unfair. They absolutely got hosed. Because at first, I was very anxious because I like, I kind of like shows like that, like the selection show, like LeBron's decision yeah. show, where you're a little ner- bit anxious. Lucy, I was nervous, legitimately nervous, watching on my couch at 9.30 in the morning, like, who's going to be for? I, I, I kind of knew, but I'm like, no way they're going to do this. No way. And then. Alabama and I went oh my oh my lord oh my lord! people are gonna freak out I'm convinced that if you were announcing anything in the world like are we gonna put a stop sign or a yield sign here and it is a show that is just like that and they're about to reveal it I would be on the edge of my seat no matter what it is the build-up that makes it but beside the point that yes I was nervous about this with no stake in the game whatsoever I like Michigan to win the whole thing so it was already in there so I'm fine but I was like oh will it be will it be Florida State will it be Alabama and yeah Alabama and then people were not happy the reaction has now from from the president of FSU to the governor of Florida to state senators are not happy but I have a conspiracy that uh as to why they were not picked florida state was not picked for this so disney owns espn and disney and the state of florida are in uh legal turmoil with each other there is litigation going on i think disney is suing florida or the other way around disney Disney, i think is getting is suing florida for trying to implement new policy and you know they're kind of going after disney they're doing the you're too woke thing we don't like that you comment on legislation happening so they're in the midst of a lawsuit thank you okay so that that is why they don't want a florida school in the college football playoff because they broadcast the college football playoff so as a snub to them to get at them I've, I've heard this this conspiracy. Th- I'm not above any conspiracy theories lately, Sprague. I've been watching JFK conspiracy documentaries, and I am in the thick of it. So I am very into, oh, this is a conspiracy. They're, they're trying to pull the wool over our eyes. And uh, maybe that is what's happening here is they were like, yeah, obviously Alabama. This is the obvious choice because it's not in Florida.
I remember when Michigan played Georgia a couple of years in, ago in the in the Orange Bowl, and Michigan had a great offensive line then. And then they went up against Georgia and some of those SEC D linemen, and it just it wasn't the same. So I remember James Franklin. You know, he was talking about it. This was years ago, and he always said the biggest difference from the SEC to every other conference, and why there's this like SEC bias. Is, is the line of scrimmage for the defensive linemen. Like, they're just, they're different animals. You know, I don't know, Chelsea, if you saw the Eagles-Bills game from last week when Jordan Davis, the former Georgia defensive lineman, was chasing down Josh Allen on the sideline, and it's just this 330-pound animal just running after Josh Allen, 17 miles per hour, and it's like the, the, the SEC D linemen are just are different. So Michigan's got a great O-line. But uh, I think Bama will be able to hold their own. They got a really good secondary, too. So, uh, and they're getting a month to prepare. And they got Nick Saban, and they got Kevin Steele, who's one of the best defensive coordinators in the country as well. So I think it's going to be a tough game for Michigan to, uh, to move the football. On YouTube, they're showing the uh, Bears win over the Lions. Lions are starting to lion again, guys. Yeah, Jared Goff's starting yeah. to be uh, Jared Goff when you uh -huh. take him out of the dome and you stick him in the road in the yeah. in the wind and the rain <laughs> and just re regular ass weather. He's just, yeah. he's golfing. You're just golfing. And and you know what? I feel bad for Lions fans, but like you look at that team and just there's still a lot of flaws, especially defensively. But if you now are at the point where your offense is turning the ball over consistently, I mean you've lost your your you've lost your greatest asset. Yeah. And I talk about this, like, with my dad and my cousins and my brother. They're all Bears fans. You know, obviously, I'm the only Packer fan, however that worked out. But um, I'm <laughs> like, is this weird. is such a great situation for you guys. Because even if you win these games, like like the Giants, like Giants fans, or maybe, like, Tampa Bay fans, maybe that's a bad example because they could win the division. But, like, some of these teams don't want to win football games because you want Caleb Williams or Drake May. The Bears are going to end up with Caleb Williams if they want him or not because they have the number one overall pick because that Carolina Panthers team might be the worst team in league, league history. I know they have a victory. But, like, that is a tough watch every week. And Bryce, he doesn't look very good. I came yeah. out and I gave out uh, Bryce Young over 168 and a half rush, uh, passing yards. And I just have to say I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to say I'm sorry. I think in the third quarter he had 18 passing yeah. yards. It's rough. It's like a rough watch, man. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see who they get in there, like who wants that job and if they could fix him because – could have had C.J. Stroud. Could have just had the number one overall pick this year, too. They may have the worst future out of any team in the NFL. And they traded away D.J. Moore. They've got, the they've got nothing. See and what they, he did yesterday? Like, to be a bad team and then also not on top of that have draft like picks. Like, at least if Bryce yeah. had D.J. Moore, man. Somebody I mean, to throw the football to. And God, he doesn't even have God that. God bless so. Adam Thielen. But they yeah. honestly could have just not traded that pick away, gotten a player that was very good. There's a lot of players that we saw. Yep. You saw what C.J. Stroud became. Yep. Uh, you had other players that you could have gotten on the defensive side of the ball. You still keep D.J. Moore. And now, all of a sudden, you get... Caleb Williams. It's one thing if you're the Panthers to just draft Bryce Young and it not work out. It's another if you trade up, give up multiple assets, sacrifice and mortgage your future, and then it still doesn't work out. You set your franchise back for about a decade. And, so. it's, and it's one thing if you do that when you have Nick Bosa yeah. and Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> they got nothing. You, and you trade a bunch of assets for Trey Lance. It's like, wow, that was a horrible effing yep. decision. But you know what? You we got still a got talent. a lot of other guys yes. that they, we can roll with. They got nothing. They got Th nothing. This Panthers team is is buns. It, it is. Brad Evans is not buns, though. We love when Brad Evans, of Hell course, no. joins us. Same time every week in this spot. Live on the line is where you can watch him. Uh, we got a doubleheader tonight, my friend. We got a lot of games. 
that are full of some uh, some good players, and there's maybe a chance for some stinkers. And it's where where are you? Where there's there's a lot of I think. We sat here before kind of going over some of the bets we have, and I feel like there's some spots in these games where you look and just go, I don't know what I'm going to expect, whether it's the weather or it's the quarterback. Where's your confidence the highest tonight? Uh, well, my confidence is extraordinarily high on anything related to the Miami offense. Uh, yeah. You can say that because the Tennessee Titans cannot defend against the pass. They are paper thin right now in that secondary. Uh, Christian Fulton's out of action, missing a couple other DBs as well. So they got a bunch of guys uh, elevated off the bench. They're going to trot out there and say, hey, uh, guard the fastest team in all the National Football League and Tyreek Hill and Jaden Moore. And obviously, as well, some of the other assets here in the backfield, Raheem and uh, Devon H. And who I think uh, could really uh, this game in rushing more so than Derrick Henry. I did wager on that, by the way. At BetMGM, that HM would have more rush yards than Derrick Henry. The juice is spiked. It was minus 110 early today, and now it is tilted very heavily to the side of HN. Uh, probably uh, not because of my uh, strong opinion in any way, shape, or form at minus 135. <laughs> but I will say this, guys. Uh, I got a little SGP action for you, as nice. I always put together, because I'm always chasing that plus money. So on this four-legger, let's come out against strong here on this segment. Give me uh, Miami on the money line. Like numero uno, give me Tyreek Hill for any time. Touchdown, Hell, he scored in seven of his last eight games. And Tennessee is number 30 in the NFL EP pass defense. Like numero tres is Corley and synergized to bring it all together. If I think Tyreek's going to score a touchdown, who's throwing the pass to him? Well, it's Tua Tagovailoa. So he also throws another touchdown pass to go two plus uh, passing TDs. And then Will Levis, I say, has at least 30 pass attempts in this game, he's averaging 30.8 on the season. Miami's giving up 33.3, the opposition. And he figured this game strip is going to go negative. So to recap, to recap, Miami on the money line, Tyree touchdown, two or, two or more passing TDs, and Will Levis, 30 or more pass attempts. That's cool, plus 150 at BetMGM. Good stuff, Brad. It's hard to get pass attempts in an SGP. Mm -hmm. It really is. You got to choose your book selectively and shop around. Where are you at right now with the Tajay Spears, Derrick Henry, Carey share? Well, I think uh, really the value tonight is going to be in Tajay Spears in the pass game. And, and I'm rather shocked at Ben and Jim. I scored this at plus odds earlier today, uh, plus 115 to be exact, on the over two and a half receptions. Uh, for the rookie, I think he's going to be very active as a pass catcher in this game again because that leans into the expected negative game script. He's run around 48% of the time. He's got one of the highest target percentage shares of any running back in the league, the ninth highest to be exact. He's catching 71.7% uh, of his intended looks. Not the greatest number there, but 14 flat routes per game and has gone over two and a half receptions and four of his last six. On top of that, Miami's allowed 13 running backs the hole at at least three balls are giving up 5.7 receptions per game. So uh, my expectation is Derek Henry will work up a lather early. He'll try to get him going. The football Frankenstein seal, <laughs> smash hole, oh, uh, to get the uh, the wheels are churning <laughs> there. Uh, but I think he's going to take a back seat in that second half. And Ty J Spears is going to get the lion's share of the opportunities, especially in the past game. So 
little sprinkling of an under on rush yards for Derrick Henry. I don't hate that, but I love more Spears on the over two and a half catches, especially at plus money. You know what that means, Trista? We're getting seduced juice. by that by juice. The juice. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Also starting 47 minutes from now, we got the Giants are five and a half point dogs at home. The total is 37 against the Green Bay Packers. What are you doing in this game? Uh, any props or any looks here? Oh, guys, you know that uh, Tommy DeVito, uh, Tommy Cutlets, he also goes by, went to a very esteemed Midwestern institution. I watched him and animated picture and sound uh, last year at Memorial Stadium, and that being the University of Illinois. So I cannot believe he is the starting quarterback right now in the National Football League. But here we are, and he's actually exceeding expectations. Showed up in, like, this uh, fluorescent pink uh, furry uh, jacket tonight, uh, which means – uh, he's going to have a monster game, and I think it's going to be on the ground. Uh, I love the over on 16 and a half rush yards. Why? Green Bay is one of the most aggressive pass rushing defenses in the NFL. Number 11 in pocket pressure rate. Uh, they are allowing 23.7 rush yards per game to opposing signal callers. Six quarterbacks have gone over 16 and a half. And Tommy Cutlets, hey, it's me. <laughs> it's Tommy DeVito, baby. He can run. He's averaging three and a half. Attempts for game has gone over 16 and a half rush yards in two of five contests this year. Yeah, he's only averaging 13.8 rush yards per game, but because the heat's going to get dialed up uh, there in front of the uh, home crowd and him playing at a, a serviceable level, I think uh, Tommy the runner will earn his cutlets there on the ground. That's why I took the over on 16 and a half rush yards. I don't know if you got a chance to see on Twitter, Brad, uh, what his agent was wearing standing on the field next I to did. him. Thank- oh, <laughs> I did. Oh, it. He, he did, None of this is real. I'm convinced that the Tommy DeVito story and everything surrounding it is all one big prank on the entire NFL Simulation. community. It is unbelievable. Talking to Brad Evans, BetMGM tonight. Hey, when it comes to the Packers-Giants uh, Packers game, we look at that spread. Uh, it's gone down to five and a half now for Green Bay. It kind of feels like the market is at like the peak for the Packers. But at the same time, they played really good football. So whether or not you actually bet a side in this, what do you just kind of lean and what do you think about that number and where it is? Yeah, I actually like the Giants, uh, plus the points here. I think Green Bay is going to win this thing, uh, but it's going to be by three or maybe four points. Could be an odd number there. I mean, if you want to work into an SGP, I featured this on Live and Line earlier today. I took Green Bay on the money line. I took the total up to 43 and a half and slammed the under. You put those two together, you get it at mo- a low minus odds right now at BetMGM. Uh, yeah, I think the number is a little bit too high. If you want to go the other direction with the Giants and hit that spread up to like eight and a half, nine and a half, uh, and still, uh, you know, jack the total up and, um, you know, gauge the under there and put that together and get it maybe at plus 100 or minus 105. That is certainly a, a distinct strategy that could pay off. I mean, you look up the 43 and a half number on that all total. Green Bay has hit it seven times this year. The Giants have hit the under on that total eight times this year. This game is going to be closer than people think. And I believe, too, the Giants are a little bit uh, better defensively. Uh, the last couple of games and what they showed earlier this season. Middle league number 15 and pass EPA defense. They were the largely outside the top 20 in that category over the first half of the season. And uh, guys, one of the prop I really love in this game, I do uh, love me some Jordan love on the over one and a half passing touchdowns. I grabbed that a plus money. He's when it in opened my head right now. I was just about to ask you about this. Yeah, hey, man, it was my, my da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-
Uh, he's thrown for at least two passing touchdowns in four straight games. Uh, he is top three in the NFL in red zone pass attempts. Middle of the road, uh, but we're still respectable standing of two uh, QB 16 and red zone completion percentage. Uh, and as I mentioned, the Giants have allowed a handful of passers to tour at least a couple of touchdowns. So Jordan Love over one half passing TDs. That is the direction I am heavily leading with my heavy equipment right now. Pause. I uh, I was just about to ask you about that because I like it a lot too. Like you said, two yeah. TDs in four four straight games. What are you doing, Brad, about Jalen Hyatt? Because <laughs> last last week or last game, excuse me, five receptions, 109 yards against the Pats defense. We know what it is after a bye. Rookies get more and more involved in the offense. The number's 25 and a half. But listen, outside of that, he hasn't really done that. Right? He's been sort of nowhere. Are you staying away? Do you like him? What do you do with him? Well, I get creative, Trista. That's what I do. And you guys know I love getting seduced by that juice. So uh, let's find some SGP or parlay action here. And, of course, we've got a couple of games, so we could do some uh, you know, simple two-leggers in the market. And that's what I did with Jalen Hyatt because uh, the target share is increasing, as you mentioned. Uh, the surface output is increasing. The snap share is also on the rise for him. Nice little chemistry that is budding right now between him and uh, Mr. Tommy DeVito. So uh, I like Hyatt, uh, two or more receptions in this game. And I parlay that with D-Hop, DeAndre Hopkins, four more receptions. I got it at low minus money at bet MGM, like minus 105, but entirely viable. Uh, we're all about trying to get creative to build a bankroll. And I think both of these are very achievable, especially for Hyatt and D-Hop too. Uh, again, I think the deficits uh, could be significant, could be massive at one point in this game for the Tennessee Titans. That's going to lead Will Levis uh, to really lean on his pass catchers even more, maybe abandon Derrick Henry in the run. Uh, so that feeds into the thought process of DeAndre Hopkins grabbing four more balls, which he's achieved uh, a number of times this year at a very high target percentage share that he has with the Titans under Levis. Uh, Brett, I wanted to ask you about the Bears. Anything else you like tonight before we uh, move on to another game here? Uh, there's, of course, more action I like tonight. Uh, let's do a little simple three-legger here, guys. All receptions all the time. All Packers all the time. I'm going to go Jaden Reed, three or more catches. Uh, give me Wicks for two or more catches. And Tucker Kraft for two or more receptions. All three of those. You can get right now low plus odds. I think they're going to hit. And I also like Jaden Reed in the anytime touchdown Woo! market. I uh, grabbed it at plus 105 earlier today at BetMGM. Again, remember, no Christian Watson. I know Reed's only averaging 5.3 targets per game, but he is number 14 in total red zone targets on the season, wins a lot of the routes. He scored a TD in two of his last four games, and the Giants have gone up right around a 90 pass rate in their assignments out of the slot, and Reed is lining up in the slot 68.8% of the time. So I think he's going to do some pelvic thrusts in celebration oh. as he's flashed a six. All right, Brad, got about a minute left here. How about those Bears? I, you know, I'm shocked, honestly. Uh, they're ruining their draft capital. I mean, they they, they are going to get the number one pick. Uh, and obviously, we'll be in the uh, discussion. Will they invest in another quarterback? Will they not? Uh, but, you know, Justin Fields uh, looking uh, like an improved passer. And, of course, we know the duality here and the strong uh, ground effects that he has. Uh, you know, I like uh, what the Bears are really doing right now offensively. Uh, they have a lot of holes. Uh, defensive line is not one of them. They need to invest in the back end. 
Uh, if Marvin Harrison Jr. declares the draft, he needs to be their top selection if they are at number one, because I do believe that Justin Fields can still be uh, their top passer next year. So really fascinating development. But keep losing. Quit winning. I want to have the one and number two overall pick, and that's out the window. Careful, my commanders are coming for that number two overall pick. So we're gonna need to we're gonna be competing down the stretch here, my friend. Brad Evans live on the line. Always good to talk to you, buddy. Uh, amigos, bonus time, Gonzaga. Oh. I'm laying the 39 and a half against Mississippi Valley State, dead last in part four camp off. Go Zags! <laughs> there it is. You got to have one final little just. One bonus. It's out to 41 and a half right I, now. That is just insane. I was, My Lord. I thought you had it up. I, I was trying to peek. I was like, what is that number now? I can't do it. God, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a ball. Oh, look at, it. look at Tommy DeVito. Oh, they got the old, they got the old Giants throwbacks, too. God, Giants Tommy are winning. Tommy Cutlets. This. Giants money line. There you go. It's BetMGM tonight. We'll be right back in just a few. Head over to BetMGM to place a better three. This is BetMGM tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL. I also think it's really telling that in the matchup between the number one and the number four seed, the spread is a point and a half. It feels like me, it's telling me that the market is really high on Alabama. Like, doesn't this seem shocking? Like, one would think the spread between the number one team and the number four team would be bigger than the spread between the number two and the number three team. But also, the number two team is also the underdog in that matchup by four and a half points. So it almost puts your brain in like a mental pretzel trying to think of all of the things that the market is telling us here. Were you surprised to see this line so short? And do you think that's telling us something about the betting market when it comes to Alabama? No, I I really wasn't surprised. I, I know Bama lost to Texas, but they went undefeated in the SEC. They beat Georgia. So if anything, I'm almost kind of surprised that they're underdogs. Like, Nick Saban is a dog. I mean, they're giving that to us again. Like, that to me is a like, point and a half. that would be that would be the trap, <laughs> right? So, I mean, it's, it's kind of a pick em, right? I mean, it's even money. But, uh, yeah, I, I was surprised Michigan opened up as the favorites because – is Michigan better than Alabama, like, on either side of the ball? Like, is is their defense better? I know statistically they are, but, like, look at the offenses they've had to play this season. Like, I think they're pretty comparable. Maybe they're a little bit better. Offensively, I know they have some bigger names. Like, I know Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards are a better running back tandem. Maybe their receiving core is a little bit better. But I think Milrow's better than McCarthy. I mean, I know a lot of people like McCarthy. I'm, I'm, I think personally he's a little overrated. So especially the way Milrow's playing as of late. Um, so yeah, I mean, both teams, it's it's pretty similar on both sides of the ball. And then you know, both head coaches are really, really good. But Nick Saban's the greatest of all time, and he's been in this spot numerous situations. Jim Harbaugh's lost his two college football play, playoff appearances. Um, so yeah, I'm, I mean, to me, I was I was surprised that Bama was a dog. Were you? Were you surprised? Like, if I didn't tell you what this line was, and I told you Bama was playing Michigan in the Rose Bowl, who would you think was going to be favored? Oh, I think it had to be Michigan, just because they're the undefeated team. I still think that the Big Ten holds enough weight that that the uh, Michigan would be favored in this game. And Alabama has come on hot down the stretch, but also I think a lot of people are having trouble forgetting that Auburn game. Because think about that one play. What was it? Fourth and 20-something? Fourth and 30-something? 31. Yeah. Fourth and 31. If that would have 
you know, not came to pass, Alabama wouldn't even be in this situation. So I think some people are seeing that last game and saying, okay, well, Alabama played great against Georgia, but there is a team that struggles in there somewhere, and it was just a couple games ago. But from a betting standpoint, when you see this amount of parity in the top four teams, I think that's when you take a look at an underdog. When it comes to the futures market and who wins it all, Michigan plus 170, Alabama plus 190, Texas plus 310, and Washington 7 to 1. So I, I think a lot of people will look and be like, yes, like Dak, uh, depending on which book you you go to, either Dak is the favorite, Brock Purdy is the favorite, or Jalen Hurts is the favorite, but the, all three of them are priced very similarly everywhere. So there are essentially now three favorites for league MVP, and the guy we bet is one of them. That's really good. And part of that's because the Eagles lost yesterday. That was a big part of it. And But there was this moment, I'm sitting there, and Debo scores his second touchdown. So he scores on a long run which is important, not a pass from Brock Purdy, scores on a really long run and the Eagles go up by two touchdowns. It's the third quarter and I'm sitting here on my, I'm sitting, well, not here. I'm sitting up on my couch where, up on my couch where I'm much more comfortable and I'm, I'm watching the you, game. Buddy, if, you're, if you're, if you're, if you're sitting in this seat all weekend, like we need to have an intervention. No, we gotta, I, we gotta get you out of I'll there. come down on Monday morning. Ryan and Nick on BetMGM tonight on the BetQL network presented by BetMGM. So we're live from National Harbor. It, it was weird this weekend on a Saturday to not have other than the Army Navy game, any college football. Very yeah, it was kind of uh, depressing, but also kind of nice. I saw my family. We got some Christmas photos taken. We went to lunch. We saw a movie. We saw the new Hunger Games, which was a prequel. You were actually a human being on a Saturday. Yeah. You got wife. up off the couch. Yeah. I'm yeah. so Hail proud Gate of you. No, no COVID. Yeah, I was able to like have a couple drinks and have food that wasn't chicken noodle soup. I, my <laughs> voice was around. It was, it was kind of a nice weekend. Then Sunday, had a good day. Now, Saturday was the Heisman ceremony. The best part? Didn't watch one second. Didn't of it. need to. Didn't need to. I just saw that Jaden Daniels had won and uh, made sure the money hit my account in all the different spots. It did. Had to give back some Quinn Ewers money. Shout out to Quinn Ewers for not doing it for me this year and Marvin Harrison. But uh, we made three bets, four bets, Dylan Gabriel, too. You weren't going to uh, win all of them. You we only got, get one. We so got Jaden Daniels, so yeah. Thank God. Jaden Daniels, I mean, th the way his stock has risen now. Yeah. I mean, they were talking at him as like a, you know, day two, maybe even day three draft pick a couple of years ago. Maybe even it's, a wide receiver. Yeah. And like it's that. another example now. I mean, he's. I, I, 
I just promise this. We are going to hear a lot about him in terms of his workouts, teams that are interested. I would be surprised if he's not a top 10 pick in this draft, given what he can do. Yeah. He's like Lamar Jackson light. You know, yeah. he's going to have to slide and get out of bounds. I don't know if he's going to be able to put a whole bunch of, like, muscle and weight on because he's kind of like, you know, obviously he's, he's a skinny dude, but, uh, but you, he, he can make the throws, You're man. working with world-class nutritionists and trainers, though. He's going to gain muscle. And what he could do with his legs. I mean, yeah. he's just as explosive with his legs as well. So, yeah, I think, I, I mean... Let's say Bill Belichick wants to stick around in New England because I think he's going back to the Patriots, especially after that big yeah. primetime victory yeah. last week. No, I'm kidding. But, I mean, that would be a great option right there. There's your quarterback of the future, I think. He, that's I like where Jaden Daniels goes to die. Mm. I hope Jayden, he doesn't go I don't think Jaden yeah. Daniels Maybe. is a fit for New England. Maybe. Whatsoever. We'll I think if you're New England, you got to go. And if you're a, you're a player of that ilk, you want to be able to go somewhere where it's not – Dysfunctional. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see who's the play caller because do you bring back Bill O'Brien? Josh McDaniels back again. I don't think again. you can bring back Bill O'Brien. Josh McDaniels for round three. I don't think you can bring back Josh McDaniels. He's never going to get another head coaching gig. I, McDaniels? I yeah. No, no way. So no, he's done. He would have to be a coordinator, and Bill would probably take him back. You yep. know what I mean? I mean, yep. yeah, yeah. I, I think they have to make a move. We'll see, though. I mean, uh I have no idea what the Patriots do. I can see the Patriots going after somebody like Kirk Cousins. That's like a very Patriot. That's not a bad. It's like a bridge quarterback. Yeah. Why wouldn't Minnesota? But okay, Yeah, I know. And I could see that, too. And I thought, like, Minnesota was just going to go full rebuild. But with that defense, I mean, yesterday they won a football game 3 to nothing, which I still can't <laughs> believe. The that Minnesota Vikings against the Raiders. I thought the Chargers-Patriots so, was unwatchable, and then we had Vikings-Raiders. Like, Nothing. with that coaching what is going staff, on? with Flores and with uh, Kevin O'Connell, you know what I mean, in that team, maybe they do bring back Kirk. I could see it. You know, I, I don't know. Or, because I, I don't know. It's a bad injury, though. They're not going to have a high enough draft pick to one, to get one of those top guys. Right. Also, we got to wait and see. Like, maybe does J.J. McCarthy come out? Maybe they Daniels. Yeah, that do would they, be, there you go. Do they LSU decide? Boys? Yeah, do they decide to trade off if you're the Vikings, and then you keep Cousins around, and he comes back, and... You've got like I mean, there's there's a it's a tough spot to be in given yeah that injuries I mean who knows how long it's going to take for him to come back because apparently now you can come back from an Achilles in five weeks it feels like so uh, it's that that changes I mean everything but yeah Jaden Daniels and really just the quarterback play we had in college football this year means whoever is coming out Drake May did announce today not that it should surprise anybody won't play in the bowl game for North Carolina entering the draft so that's going to be another name that's out there maybe even the number one overall pick uh, but there's there's a lot out there there's a lot of talent out there and a lot of teams are going to be wanting to jump at these guys a little bit of line movement but not a lot when it comes to winning the national title at BetMGM Michigan went from plus 170 to plus 185 Alabama stayed the same at plus 190 Texas from plus 310 to plus 280 and Washington going from 7 to 1 to plus 725 the disrespect to the Huskies. I mean, if I'm placing a future bet today on December 11th, it's Washington or nothing, right? Yeah. And I do think Washington's live against Texas. I mean, Texas is a pretty complete team, but they do give up explosive plays down the field. And Washington with Penix, he can make every single throw. They have three NFL wide receivers. And, you know, we thought maybe they were a little bit soft and you could bully them in the trenches. But Oregon had a really good offensive line, top five in the country, and the Huskies held their own. Uh, in both matchups, so maybe they could be live. I like Michigan, though. I think it's Michigan's year. Mm -hmm. I bet Michigan against Alabama. I do have the Bama 14-1 to ticket that I played before the LSU game, uh, so it's kind of like a little hedge because uh, I could see the winner of that game winning it all. Uh, but, I mean, uh, plus 185, I don't think I'd want to get involved right now with Michigan there. I'd rather just, you know, maybe, like, back them in both games, uh, see how this works out against Alabama, but nothing too surprising right there. Yeah, I agree. I think it, it can only be 
Washington or nothing. The fact that that line has gone from seven mm -hmm. to one to plus seven twenty-five, very surprising, I guess. People really like, uh, really like Alabama, really like Texas. Yeah, really think, like Texas. I, I don't mean, think I could bet on Texas. I, I don't trust Texas whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, like the number would make sense if you're getting three to one odds with Texas because you do get the good matchup against Washington. You're thinking like Pac-12 opponent. You know, Texas could bully them. They have Quinn Ewers. They have Xavier Worthy. They got a bunch of NFL talent, obviously. And then, you know, you have the hedging opportunity, the middle the middle opportunity in the national title game with the winner of the Michigan-Bama they game. Just, they just played. Who's that? Washington and Texas. 27-20 um, in the Blast Bowl game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought you meant the season. Yeah. No, no, no. And then, obviously, like, if, if you, you'd feel good, though, let's say Bama beats Michigan. You already have seen Texas this season. Granted, that was a completely different Alabama team. Right. Uh, beat Alabama on a neutral field. You know what I mean? So you take your chances. So I get why that price would go from plus 310 down to plus 280. Uh, but I don't want to do anything with Texas because I'm a little bit worried about them in that Washington game, man. I think I like Kalen DeBoer, and I always Michael worry. Michael Penix Jr., revenge for not winning like, the Heisman. S Sark is a great play caller. He's a great offensive mind, and I know he does have the win against Alabama. And they probably beat Alabama actually last year as well if Quinn Ewers doesn't get hurt and they don't have to go to Hudson Card in that game. But I always worry about, like, Sark in a big game. Uh, he's got to prove it to me. Yeah. I can't wait to get there, though. I can't wait until New Year's Day for these games, man. Well, luckily, we got bowl season starting, though. So there's that. we got a sprinkle of all different bowls, oh, bowl yeah. games that are going to start. And, in fact, BetMGM's got the College Football Bowl Pick'em Challenge that you can sign up for now. Grand prize, $25,000. you got to, of course, pick the most games against the spread. And uh, you, all you got to do is you go to the BetMGM Sportsbook app. You have all the different places. You go to the website. You know all these different things you go to. The promotions tab is where you find it. It's simple, big, and bold. And you click on it. You sign up. And then you submit all of your picks. But here's the key with this, guys. And this is the best part about this whole thing is that customers don't have to make all of your selections at once, right? You want to go on, you want to pick a game by game at a time. You want to wait to see if somebody's not going to be playing in a bowl game. You want to wait and see what that number gets too closer to kickoff. You can wait just like you were to bet on any other game, and you do it one by one by one, which is just, it makes that thing so much easier than sitting here now and picking every single game and then hoping that things don't change drastically and screw you. Yeah, that's yeah. the best part about the contest right there. You could wait. I mean, you could figure out, hey, you know, like Caleb Williams, obviously not going to play in the yep. bowl game. Like you said, Drake May not going to play in the bowl game. But also, I mean, you have coaching changes. Yeah. And then you have quarterbacks. You have a bunch of guys hitting the transfer portal. So, you know, a free pick right now. I like Troy against Duke uh, for the contest. I can't enter myself, but you can. And Duke, they you lose. You bet it, though. You can bet it. I can bet it, yeah. <laughs> but they lose Mike Elko as their head coach. Uh, Leonard Riley is going to be leaving the program as well, their star quarterback. If you want to call him a star quarterback, I can't wait to see what Notre Dame ends up giving him. Uh, so there you go. There's a free pick. But Boom. that's the best part about the contest. You could wait. You could say, oh, okay, this guy's not going to go. This guy's going to go. Because we know everybody's going to play in the college football playoff. Like the motivation is going to be there. But even in some of these bigger games, you know what I mean? Like is Brock Bowers going to play for Georgia? Why would he? You know, um, and then I was actually kind of surprised, guys, but not really surprised that Bo Nix is going to play for Oregon. I love it. I mean, I do too, but, like, uh, Sam Hartman's not even going to play for Notre Dame in the Pop-Tarts loves. Bo, Bo Nix loves, loves college football. Yeah, I know, I know, but at least, like, he has, like, he a pro career. Sam Hartman doesn't have that. He's going to be a third-string quarterback most likely. And he and I, maybe that's Notre Dame's decision, right? Like, we want to see what we got. Because that's the other thing with some of these programs. Like, if I'm Oregon – 
It doesn't really matter. Yeah, because you have Dylan Because they got Dylan Gabriel coming mm. in. So By it's not way, like they have to evaluate yeah. the kid sitting behind Bonex. Let's Bonex. go. He's going to be great in that offense. Oh, my Dylan goodness. Gabriel. I can't wait to watch that. Dan Lanning turning around Bonex and then you getting Dylan Gabriel. Bo Nix sort of, I guess, lays the pathway for Dylan Gabriel to want to go there. Yeah. Yes. And and says, okay, I was really good at Oklahoma. I could be even better at Oregon. Yeah, like, look at this offense. Look at this offensive line. Bo Nix didn't even get touched all season long. Right. He just mm-hmm. sat in the pocket and dinked and dunked his way to the Heisman ceremony, completing 75% of his passes with one of the strongest he run games He didn't just dink and dunk, though. He was throwing deep ball after deep ball. I mean, I loved Bo Nix. Yeah, 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 for sure. He had a great year. But, I mean, that offense is perfect. You don't get hit. And everything is wide open. Your wide receivers are schemed open. At it's one point, he had two attempts for all, and, and two completions for 150 yards or something like that. Yeah, I forget what what team. You're, I think it was Oregon State. You're going to see more and more quarterbacks that have maybe not even like fringe NFL quarterback, but like you know maybe could be like a second, third, fourth round pick. Maybe going a route somewhere along these lines where you can go to a different program, your last year of eligibility, and really just spike your draft status, get better as a quarterback. And for a long time, that was what Lincoln Riley was looked at, right? I mean, now we'll see how things go after Caleb Williams and what it looks like at USC. Maybe the rumors of him following him to wherever he is in the NFL. Who knows? Maybe that still comes together. But, you know, now you're going to get the same situation at Oregon where Dylan Gabriel had – I mean, this is already the second time he's transferred. It's going to be his third school. But if he goes out and he looks like Bo Nix did this year, and we're talking Dylan Gabriel as one of the favorites next year to win the Heisman, which some early odds are already out – I mean, this is – what if he moves into the first round? The, the next quarterback is going to want to go, and they're going to want to go to Oregon and be a part of that offense. Dynasty, so, baby. And it just – and, you know, it builds programs up this way because you're a desirable spot to go for the most important position in sports. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait until we actually get a quarterback who's young and hungry <laughs> and we don't have to get retreads. I'm sure it'll happen. Hey, but us. they're motivated. I want to get motivated. I feel like this is college football, though, right? Like, yeah. this is the new way of college football. You don't get them anymore? You just don't? You have to get transferred? No, I mean, free agency. No, I mean, there will always yeah. be, like, I mean, like, look at, like, Arch Manning. There will always be, like, the five-star true freshman. But the thing is, like, a lot of the times, like, those guys aren't ready. I mean, yeah. there's very few – you got like mm-hmm. the Cam Newton year, obviously, but you you know you don't see too many true freshmen. I mean, usually the red shirt, like you know, right. even Cam Newton went to Florida State, right? Got punted out of there, and uh, ends up going to Auburn. But you know, it's just it's hard to step right in at 18, 19 years old. Like some of these kids, what they do is they graduate high school early, and then they get on campus early, so they could learn the system, yeah. learn the offense. They play in the spring game. Like Dante Moore was there for UCLA in the spring game. Now he's he already play. gone. Yeah, it's now he's already gone. But so that's where, like, if you're a team and you're ready to win, like Oregon, you have a really good offensive and defensive line. You might just say, hey, like, we're going to go get this veteran quarterback that could learn this offense rather than see what we have in this kid, you know, because you never know what you're going to get. Like, it could be J.J. McCarthy or it could be what Drew Aller was this season. God, looking at some of the inactives for Green Bay, just everybody's out. Quay's everybody's out. out for them. Aaron Jones out, Watson out, Horvath out. It's a <laughs> Horvath out. Give me the Giants. Oh wow! Already, already fading your Packers again. All right, we look at some final numbers and props. Who those inactives are as well? It's BetMGM tonight. Tristan, Nick, and Ryan are taking a break to catch up on their bets. Don't go anywhere. There's plenty more on BetMGM tonight. Presented by BetMGM, live from BetQL.